Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. All right, it's Metal Shop here on 99.9 KISW. On the phone, a friend of the show. He is the vocalist for a band called Gate Creeper. They just released Deserted yesterday on Relapse Records. They are coming to town Friday, November 29th at Substation co-headlining tour with Exhumed. They're also playing with Necrot and Judiciary. Chase Mason, Gatecreeper vocalist, on the phone. What's up, Chase? Yo, welcome, man. Hey, what's up, guys? Just hanging out, man. It's good to hear from you. You've had a, a eventful last 24 hours, right? Yep, yeah. So tell me a little, let's let's do a little rundown, man. You've had some events going down in Arizona and your uh, your local area. And uh, what, what have you been up to, man? You had a release show or release party? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're doing a release show, but it's in a, in a couple of weeks. It's kind of the beginning of that 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 tour that you were just talking about. Um, but yeah, we a uh, record just came out yesterday, so we did kind of like a a record signing sort of thing at uh, Zia Records, a, a local record store chain. Hell yeah! And uh, we had a pizza party. We a local pizza company let us um, design our own pizza for it. So like a pizza party and people came and had stuff signed. So it was really cool. That's dumb. Um, and then after that, we had just, instead of a release show, we just had a release party. Like nice. uh, yeah. I DJed at this bar and it was just, it was fun. It was good times. So That's I'm glad the, that it's out. hometown crew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So tell me a little bit about the slice, man. The, the Gate Creeper pizzas. Like what was the one that you designed? Um, So... This place has one of their appetizers. They have mac and cheese bites. Nice. Like little oh. balls of mac and cheese that are deep fried. This is going. So we yeah. had them put that on the pizza. Ooh. <laughs> um, and they had chicken, bacon, the mac and cheese bites, and then some uh, buffalo sauce. That's Was it called like the deserted or what was it called? It was the Barbaric Pleasures. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I dig it, man. Well, that is the name of the song that we're going to be playing here in a minute, but... Uh, hey. Your 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 parents were at the at the party, man. Uh, are, have they been yeah. supportive of you guys for over the years? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, they've never came to see us play. Okay, um, might be a little too heavy for them. But yeah. yeah, they're <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little scary. But um, <laughs> I didn't even know they were coming. It just kind of surprised me there, so it was cool to see oh, that's them. Cool, man. But yeah, they've been supportive. I mean, I've been playing in bands since I was twelve years old. Yeah, you know, so it was cool to have them there. Um, since this is you know this is the the big the most important thing that I've done yet. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And you guys have been making moves. Hey, what's the weather like down there in Arizona right now? Us, we're, we're freezing our nuts off up here, man. It's super cold. It's, not, it, it's nice here right now. I'm outside. Um, it's not too hot. It's not cold. Um, it's, it's the fall for Arizona, which is nice. It, it will maybe get hoodie weather at some point. but Maybe. Right now, it's <laughs> pretty nice, yeah. yeah. Now that the sun's down, it's nice. Yeah. Well, uh, we got to mention, man, the album is called Deserted. You guys are from Arizona. The cover's pretty brutal with, like, a desert theme, a lot of people dying, a lot of death on that one. How much has growing up in Arizona, like, influenced your band, like, growing up in the desert? Um, I think it's influenced a lot. You know, I try to, um, whether it's, you know, subconscious or not, um, 
it's kind of, it's an extreme climate. Um, I don't know if you guys have been to Arizona before, oh, but yeah. my, my, uh, um, my during great, the summer, yeah, my grandma lived in Mesa. I would go down there a lot. Oh, nice. That's where I grew up in Mesa. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Shout out Jimmy world also from Mesa. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, the so it's really, it's really hot. Like in the summer you, you can go outside, but it sucks. Um, and I would, I always use this comparison because I think it people, it makes it a little bit, um, something that people can understand. So, you know, you have black metal from, from Norway mm-hmm. and they're all about the cold yep. and the snow and the ice and it, that influences their music that way. Um, ours is kind of the opposite for them. You know, it's like, it's blizzarding outside, so you got to stay inside. Um, for us, it's just like super hot outside. So either way, you're kind of forced inside. And I think the way that that's influenced me growing up or living here is that when you're forced to stay inside, whether you're a kid or you're an adult, you kind of limits the things that you can do. And it maybe um, makes it so that you have to be a little bit more creative. Right. Um, maybe... It, will help your imagination a little bit mm-hmm. if they find ways to entertain yourself. Um, so for me being stuck in, in indoors as a kid or even as an adult, I just kind of use that to that time to do something creative, you know, start learn how to, you know, learn to play an instrument or yeah. doing visual art or yeah, whatever. Doing artwork, so, yeah. Um, I think, I think it's long story short. I think it's, it's made me more creative. Um, by uh, living in an extreme climate. Hey, so, so like up in the northwest, like I, I've been talking about, but we're kind of protected by like a couple of mountain ranges up here. We got like the Cascades and the Olympics, and so we're tucked in this little like rain pocket. But uh, like, dude, the future of the world's not looking too well. It's actually looking pretty hot <laughs> right now. Yeah. Do you? So, what do you think? Like, uh, we were looking at the cover of, of Deserted Man. Like, what what do you think is going to be the future? Of uh, Arizona weather and like Arizona, also hand in hand, Arizona local like music scene and stuff. Are you guys going to be able to hold it out yeah. in the 120, 30, 40 degrees? You know, Will there ever be a future where the album cover becomes reality? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, probably there will be. <laughs> it's just a question of how soon it will be. Um, some might say it's already unlivable where, where we're at. So um, we'll see. And, that, and that's kind of is. I'm glad that you guys got that from the cover because I gave the guy that painted the cover, Brad Moore, I gave him very vague um, and kind of general directions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, at the time when we did, when I started working with him on him, I knew the album title was going to be deserted. So I yeah. just said, I want a, you know, I want a pretty crazy looking, very busy cover. It's uh, I want it to be a post human desert landscape. Wow. So I let him run with that. He's kind of like a, almost a psychedelic kind of guy. So whatever his interpretation of, you know, they could be interpreted, you know, no life form at all. Sure. Or there's some sort of alien life form, you know, post-human life. So I think he kind of took it in both directions. Yeah, very psychedelic. You look at it, it's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, that's the, that maybe that's one of the uh, the options of what's going to happen. When we're we when we all burn to death here, <laughs> it won't be long. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, positive message. Woo-hoo! Woo, PMA. Uh, so I was listening to you on a podcast this week, and you mentioned that you actually have the painting now of the album cover, like in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, tight. That's really cool, man. Yeah. 
Um, hey, yeah, uh, let's I, let, hey, Chase, let's jump in, into one of your songs real quick, and then let's carry on the conversation. Is that cool with you? Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna play? So, what do you think? We were let's let's do boiled over, man. All right, one of yeah. the songs that you were mentioning. Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. How do you uh, you intro this one? Yeah, okay, we'll turn our mics off. Yeah. It's time for you to play cheesy radio DJ intro boiled over. Okay. <laughs> Me or you guys? You. you. You're the DJ, man. <laughs> all right, all right. Do I, do I say my do I a little tag? Like, oh, sure. Yeah, you, yep. Hey, you I want to hear what all. you got, man. Let's see what Morning you got. Morning radio, dude. All right, ready? Yep. Yeah. Hey, what's up? This is Chase from Gate Creeper. Um, you're listening to our new song, Boiled Over from Deserted. There you go. Yes, you got the job. All right. That's dope. Cool. All right. Gate Creeper, brand new stuff off their album Deserted, just came out yesterday on Relapse Records. Coming back to town very soon at the end of November at the substation, we're talking to Chase Mason, the vocalist of the band and uh, owner of one of the coolest mustaches in all of heavy metal. <laughs> it's a badass mustache. <laughs> it is. Hey, so thanks for uh, thanks again for talking to us, man. And it's been really cool because we've been trying to follow you guys since the beginning of your career. Uh, but this new album, Deserted, has gotten like... Dude, it's gotten a lot of good reviews and a lot of press so far, and we mm. just wanted to like get like a really honest answer to this question. Like, do you guys take a lot of these reviews like to heart? Do you seek them out? Do you pay attention to them? Do you change anything based off of what people say? What What's your reaction when you see something really good or really bad to these reviews? Because there've been a lot of them coming out. Hmm. Um. I mean, me personally. And also, I know that Eric, our guitar player, um, we read them. Like, you know, I'll search for Gate Creeper, yeah. whether it's Google or Twitter or whatever it is, and I'll read all of them. Um, I don't think that I let it affect me in any way. Yeah, it's cool in validating if people uh, like it. Right. But if someone doesn't like it and they say, oh, I don't like this in it, I don't think we're going to change that. Um you know, maybe subconsciously I'll think of, yeah, it'll, like, it'll affect me and it's like, <laughs> it'll, oh, it'll reach the idea yeah. when I try to do that again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I definitely read them. Um, fortunately, a lot of, most of them are pretty good. Yeah. I think the best part of reading stuff like that and what we found on this is that a lot of the ideas that we've had and a lot of the intention behind their ideas, like we're going to do this part, um, and it will be cool because of this or like, hey, we're doing this part that like this this part's like a crowbar part mm-hmm. or like um, we have a song um, from the ashes or like literally like, oh, this is our Amana Marth song, you know, and people yeah. we have these reference points for, for different things that we're doing. Totally. And then seeing reviews or people um, just telling us people that are friends that have heard it and they're. They're catching those references, right? That's they're awesome. like, "Yo, that's, we that's really we know cool what you were doing." <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, so that, I, I, that's a cool part about reading those reviews. I, I, there's some bad ones, you know. Anybody can yeah. review a record. Anybody has, you know. You don't have to have any. You don't have to know what you're talking about to have a blog, you know. Uh, um, yeah, we've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. But so some of them are good. Uh, I, some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Music journalism is it's part of the, it's part of this whole thing. Yeah, I a put a big I put a big quotation around music journalism 
And that's yeah. as a, quote, music journalist. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. But some of the people that do know what they're talking about, Decibel Magazine, and, and you guys actually just made the cover of Decibel Magazine, pretty huge moment uh, for the band. Uh, when did you first yeah. hear this was going to happen? Uh, first off, are you a subscriber of Decibel Magazine? Yeah, I have been for at least 10 years. That's yeah. awesome, man. So, oh, hell yeah. so, so it does mean uh, quite a bit to you. And, Full circle. Uh, when did you yeah. first hear about this was going to happen, and like, what was your first immediate reaction to it? <clears throat> Um, well, I first heard about it, um, I think, uh, probably like last year. Okay. So it's um, been in the works. Relapse, yeah. Someone from relapse was like, Hey, um, you know, Albert from decibel was talking to us about, you know, he, he, he wants to put Gabe Cooper on the cover, maybe not for this next record, but maybe you're basically for us, like the third one. Yeah. I was like, right. Oh, that's cool. You know, that we're at least being mentioned for it. And you go out um, and you buy the frame preemptively yeah <laughs> just yeah, for exactly. when it comes out yeah so the possibility was there and i was like oh cool but you know it's it seemed like so far down the line yeah this is our second record he was pretty much talking about you know maybe not this one but the next one um and when we finished the record as soon as we we've delivered it to the label they sent it to to decibel albert like one of the first people they're like you got to hear this and I think as soon as he heard it, he was like, "Okay, now what's yeah, the yeah, time? Like, All right, yeah, forget the next one. Let's do this one. Yeah, let's go That's now." Awesome. That hey. I also think because Decibel, um, I don't think they gave us any love on our last record. Okay. Um, so and and he they, he's even told me, Albert, the 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 main dude from from Decibel, he told me personally, your last record was cool. Um, it wasn't bad, but I just didn't really, it didn't really stick with him. I didn't like, and he, he was saying that not in a mean way. He was saying that in a way of like, your new record is really good. Yeah. I really like it. Um, you guys, we basically won him over and then some, Yeah, you know, the record's really good. The last one, I wasn't really, it was good, but this one is. Dude, you were on the really cover good. of Decibel Magazine. Yeah, that's that is awesome. That's so dope. Man, congratulations. Hey, so we want it like, okay, so Kurt Ballou, you know, uh, a dude who's got a pedigree it, across uh, many different types of music, but especially, obviously, from Converge and, and also as like a mixing, producing master. How did you, because mm-hmm. uh, you, Kurt Ballou for, at God City, uh, mixed your album, but how did you guys record the tracks? Did you guys do this on your own? Because we're, you know, it's 2019. We've all got the capability to do that, and he did the mixing. How did you guys get the tracks like laid, laid down in the first place? Um, we have a, a friend that has a studio in Tucson. Nice. Um, that we've recorded everything, everything Gate Group has ever put out. We've recorded with him, um, but this is the third record, I guess you'd say, that that Kurt has mixed for us. Sonora Deprivation. That was the first one that we recorded in Tucson, and then Kurt mixed, and then we did another session which was released as um, the Sweltery Madness 7-inch and the yeah. uh, Iron Reagan split. Nice. Um, we recorded those all this as one session, and Kurt mixed that. That was the second one. So this is the third time that he's mixed it, kind of the same the same crew. You know, we recorded right. it with our friend Ryan Bram in Tucson, and then we sent it to him. But this record was the first time that I actually went to God City while he was mixing it. Usually it was just kind of passing notes ah, back and forth through yeah. email. So you were a supervisory um, role. Yeah, so I actually went, just me, um, and I went there 
he was mixing it for maybe four days. Cool. So I went there on the last two. Very cool. You know, gave him a little bit of space to, to do his thing, not yeah. breathe down his neck the whole time. Um, but then I got to go there to God City and be there in the room with him while he finished it up. So That's got to be a I cool experience, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so this is a question that, you know, it, it, it's something that, it, I mean— you could go. We could go on and on. I know that you guys are heavily influenced by old school death metal, uh, but we all know the big four of thrash, right? Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax. But to you, Chase, what are your personal big four of death metal? Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. See, that's hard, and you guys probably can relate. It's hard when you are such a big fan of music and such a nerd about music. Yeah. To, to narrow it down, even if someone asks me what my favorite band is, I can't even give them. Oh, yeah, there's right no answer, way. You know? Yeah, there's no way. Um, but are we just talking general? We're we talking about yeah. just your personal Swedish yeah. death metal. Hey. Any <laughs> death metal. It could be mellow yeah, death. It could be mellow spot, death. Man. It could be old. It could be American. It could be Swedish. Just your personal top four. Big four, Chase Mason's big four, death metal. And I've always found that maybe right. sometimes the first, even the first four off the top of your head, man, sometimes usually are the ones. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to have to say um, Death, um, yes. Morbid Angel, yep. Obituary, yep. and Autopsy. What? Nice. All right. Okay. Some old. Autopsy. Yep, I like it, dude. And Sweet. the Death, too, man, because, you know, as, 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 prog, as prog as they got, man, they were originators, and, and uh, it's, it's all good stuff, man. That's a big yeah. – and you can't go wrong with that question. You could say, you know, Cannibal Corpse, you know, freaking uh, – Dismember, uh, entombed, and at the gates, and it wouldn't be a wrong answer. Right, There's, yeah. It's all just personal mm-hmm. preference. So, hey, uh, yeah. so dude, like we've always said, and especially you know, I've always said, the bigger the musical zone, the bigger the musical person. Uh, we're mm-hmm. Kevin and I are both into a lot of like different types of music, not just heavy stuff, not just metal. Uh, what mm-hmm. are a couple of albums in your collection that some people might be surprised to hear that you're like into, or that you own, or like that you jock? The guy from Gate Creepers into what? All right. Hey, I love well, Brooks I, and Dunn, dude. Like, I, I got no shame, dude. I'm since, into it all. Since I already shouted him out earlier, I'm going to give my hometown heroes, Jimmy Eat World, another shout yeah, out. All right. Um, cool. Their album Clarity is one of my favorite albums of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, man. I'm, I really like a lot of that. Like, I think it's because they're from my town, and it's kind of the, the atmosphere and the whole scene that was kind of around it. Obviously, they're, like, older than me. Yeah, but it kind of created this whole kind of the DIY house show sort of world um, in the early 2000s when I was coming up kind was of, kind of centered around that sort of like emo stuff. Yeah, um, and we're talking like real emo, not like MySpace hot topic emo. Yeah, we're talking about Jimmy World and and that um, Get Up Kids, so, Sunny Day Real Estate. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, my last band. There's just, another yeah. one. There's another one. I just bought uh, Sunny Day Real Estate Diary on vinyl like i literally bought it like two days ago there's some northwest um, love man yeah there it is yeah hey but so it's like we said like man that, i'm really into do you um, do you ever feel like people like uh get get on you for liking like softer music um not really um i guess like i had a different trajectory into metal or to death metal um so you know like a lot of i'm 32 right now um, I don't know how old you guys are. Probably similar age. Yep, yeah. 34. Yeah, I'm 33, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So you guys know, when I was, when, when we were younger and, uh, you know, the formative ages of getting into music, late 90s, early 2000s, um, 
I got into punk first. Yeah. Like, like, like Blink-182 and MXPX, another a Northwest, Pacific Northwest shout-out. Oh, Moved to Bremerton. Washington. We, man, we could, we, be, we could do some serious kicking it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I got into all that stuff, and then I got in, and then through skateboarding, like, got into all the skate punk, Epitaph, Fat Records, you know, No Effects, Pennywise. Yeah. So at this point, is there, like, 99, 2000, and new metal is really big. Okay. So yeah. for me, it was, like, where I'm... Where, the kids that I knew, it was like, you either like punk or you like metal. If you like metal, that means you like new metal. Like you know. like corn or... And you probably wear Jinkos. Yeah, so I was like, I don't, like, I don't like metal. I don't like metal. I like punk, you know? Fair so enough. I kind of circumvented that. And from the punk, then I got into that that emo sort of stuff, Jimmy World and the Get Up Kids, like that. Um, so I kind of circumvented around new metal. And from the emo stuff, I got into hardcore, and then from hardcore, I got into the more metallic hardcore, mm-hmm. and then got into metal that way, because um, I realized the hardcore that I liked was pretty much just metal. Um, well, right. So you probably liked Unearth and like Integrity and like uh, yeah bands like that. Yeah, yeah, and then like it ended up at the Black Dahlia Murder when that first record came out. I was in high school. Oh yeah. And then I saw Unhollowed. Trevor. Yeah. He still does, but he even back then was repping a bunch of bands. He was talking about Affigates and Carcass and Deception. So I got into that through there. And I don't care. People, you know, like that's everybody gets into it a certain way. That's how I got into it. Hell yeah. Um, You're not the only one. But a lot of people, a lot of people that are my peers or there are metal bands that are my age, they had, they went through new metal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I so like that's just, that's I, not my story. Yeah, I remember getting Family Family Values Tour '98 disc from the mall. <laughs> but I like that you admit this because there's it's it's so easy to just pretend that you were the you know the the most uh, crucial, the most true, the most cult from from you know birth. You know, we don't all yeah. have that cool older brother who's going to hand us you know a uh, morbid angel demo tape. You know, we got to go through yeah. certain routes and and but from what we understand, what we can kind of tell from you is that you're a student of the game and that you just studied up on every step of the way and if you're going to be into emo you'll you'll just dive deep and if you're going to be into death metal you'll dive deep is, is that correct yeah totally i mean thanks to the internet it's easy absolutely you know, you, i'm i'm a self-taught person like you know i learned how to play music self-taught you know yeah. i learned how to do pretty much anything i do self-taught so it's like if you have the internet and you're like oh i like this music i'm just going to dig super deep so yeah you're right once i get into you know, it, as a music fan, and you and probably the listeners can relate, there's like, there's never enough. Absolutely. You know, for yeah. it, it's funny to be like a metal fan or a death metal fan and say like, oh, I like Suffocation. That's not enough. I'm going to find a hundred different bands that to the to the untrained ears sound exactly like Suffocation. Right. Or, I'm buy all or the records. who yeah. taught who taught them? And then you dig deeper down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. Down to the OG, exactly. the OG roots. Exactly. You can't just be surface. You got to go deeper. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be like, oh, I like suffocation. Oh, I like devourment. Oh, man, I like devourment. But I really, really like, you know, prostitute disfigurement, man. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then your parents are like, we need to send you to therapy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Chase, one of our favorite questions to ask anybody, uh, pick a scar on your body. Tell the story about how you got it, man. All right. That's easy. I got two big scars on my face. My forearm, my wrist forearm. Okay. Um, I broke it skateboarding. Oof. And I got two metal plates and 11 screws in my arm. Damn. What was the trick you were doing, man? 11? 
<laughs> That's uh, it was nothing even cool. I had literally been in the skate park for like two minutes, <laughs> and I was just doing a transfer, basically. Okay. And I landed, I landed on the, the other side of the incline, uh, not at the right angle, and it just slipped out. That's when all the other kids go, oh! Somebody yeah, call pretty the much. Ambulance. We need to get Gate Creeper in a Tony Hawk Pro Skater video game. <laughs> that would be sick. <laughs> right? That, that, that would be really thrashing. making it. I was in fashion. Oh, there you go, man. You made it, dude. All right, dude. We so go. we're going to see you November 29th at the substation with Exhume Necrod Judiciary. We're speaking with Chase Mason from Gate Creeper. Do you have any final words for the North Northwest before we drop another song on them? No. I mean, I can't wait to get back there. We always have a good time in Seattle, so. Um, so to be back. Right on, man. Chase Mason from Gate Creeper. Here's Barbaric Pleasures. Uh, also, a name of a Gate Creeper pizza slice. Got to get one of those. <laughs> All right, Chase. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.